What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, episode 138 on a foundation for negotiating rental real estate. Welcome back, millionaires. Welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about rental properties, rental real estate, and most importantly, the 1% rule which is going to be a huge foundation for how you pick and find rental properties that work for you, no matter what area you're investing in, whether it's Atlanta, whether it's Charlotte, whether it's Philadelphia, Baltimore, Tampa, Orlando, Texas, Houston, whatever, wherever you invest in rental properties right now, following this 1% method is going to help you make sure that you are getting the best bang for your buck, which is why I'm super excited for bringing this content to you guys. But before we get into that reminder about the $500 giveaway, it is coming to you. And if you need instructions on how to enter, make sure you tap in with us and you stay tuned until the end of the episode. But regardless, we about to get it popping. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, the world's most trusted podcast for passion and attraction. You are in the right place if you're here looking for money-making tips and tricks to living a more passionate life. Now, today's story, like I said, it is said and understood in real estate that not every neighborhood is ideal for a fix and flip. Not everybody even wants to be a part of or even practice flipping homes, right? You may want to buy and hold the property, which is long term investments, right? In that same breath, not every property is ideal for buying holds, rental properties, right? Some neighborhoods and some properties are solely for flips, and you have neighborhoods and properties that are ideal for rental properties. You're going to understand the difference, and you're going to understand when is the right time to buy and at how much should you buy especially if you are considering a property as a long-term investment. Not understanding the fundamentals of these two statements could cause you to lose a lot of money, which is why I was super excited and feel it is so imperative that I bring this content to you guys. And we are barely breaking even on the wrong investments if we do not watch our investments carefully. Understanding this foundation, again, here's the motivation, guys. This is the difference of instant cash flow and real estate. Being at the 1% rule where you need to be at 1% is the difference between barely making it, coming out of pocket, or really spending the right amount of cash, being able to have a cash flow on property and be able to profit on that property just from focusing on a 1% rule or a 2% rule, but we'll get into that a little bit later, right? You also have the perks of a low to no living expenses when you focus on this rule, especially if you're house hacking and you're looking at this property as cash flow, but also as a spot for you to live in, considering like a duplex or a triplex, quadruplex, any type of plex where you're living in one unit and you're renting out the other units, or you're living in one room and renting out the other rooms, still focusing on that 1% rule is the difference between how low or how much you can drop down your living expenses to no living expenses if possible, right? Easily scalable for exponential financial gains. And this is the quickest route to financial and time freedom. Rental real estate, guys, rental investments is the quickest route to literally freeing up your time, living the life of your dreams, doing what you want with your time, 
being able to, you know, not have to worry about money, being able to buy toys and not have to worry about where it's going to come from. Your rental properties pay for your 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 lifestyle. So this is how, you know, when you when done right and done correctly and you, you know, expound on each property and you let the work do let the prop profits from this property do the work for you in a little tongue tied. You're definitely going to reap the benefits and see the fruits of your labor in the long term. Now, here are some action steps. First thing is going to be using Zillow. You can use Zillow. You can use Realtor. But I like Zillow just because of how they have their user interface, just being able to look at the map and, you know, zoom in and see these different properties, see the little blimps of, you know, what is sold, what is for sale. I just like the way it looks a lot better than Realtor and Redfin. So I would say hop on Zillow to start analyzing neighborhoods. And what you're looking for is you're looking for trends. You're looking to see if majority of the properties are selling for, let's say, three hundred thousand. You're looking to see if a lot of properties are selling for, let's say, one hundred and fifty thousand. You're looking for a trend and you want to be very wary of the outliers. Why is this an outlier? I see all these properties going for about three hundred thousand retail. Why did this one property go for one ninety? You want to take a look at it and see the differences and compare it to what you see selling, you know, consistently at three hundred thousand. But the point, guys, is you're looking for trends and that's how you analyze neighborhoods, because when you start to see trends and you see that all of the properties are going for under under two hundred thousand. I would say that is definitely qualifiable to be easy rental neighborhood like that's an easy rental community. If you see a lot of properties going for under two hundred thousand. The reason being is a lot of these properties are, you know, right along where the one percent rule will follow because we're still in a time where, you know, unless you in like Alpharetta or Roswell, these are areas in Atlanta, Buckhead, a lot of the rents are going to be right underneath twenty five hundred. Right. A lot of the rents going to be right underneath twenty five hundred for like a two bed, two bath, three bed, two bath. Um, but once you get into the other areas, then that's where they start to creep up. But for sake of the conversation, once you see houses selling for about two hundred thousand, that means, OK, let me find out what the rents are, because if the rents are about two thousand dollars a month, fifteen hundred dollars a month, you know, I can figure out how to make this one shake. And depending on what your cost for rehab is going to be, your cost for fixing up the property and getting it livable or, you know, sprucing it up to put a tenant inside, depending on what that cost looks like. You're, you might be able to purchase at retail, right? If I see homes going for 200000 and the rents are $2,000 a month, I may be able to buy that property retail. Now, if it needs about fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 of work in order for me to put a tenant in it, I need to subtract that, right? I can't purchase it at 200000 if the rents are $2,000 a month. I need to subtract my rehab. So let's say that rehab is $20,000, $20,000 to get it to the condition where I can put a tenant in place and they'll be comfortable. I have to do $200,000 minus 20. That puts me at $180,000. So I need to purchase this home at $180,000 in order to be at the 1% rule, including my rehab. Now, anywhere under $180,000 that you get it, that's even more profit, right? Let's say you purchase it at $150,000. And you only got to put ten thousand into it. That means your all-in cost is one sixty. You're getting two thousand dollars a month in rent. That means you're over the one percent rule, which is amazing, especially if you are in you know pretty decent areas 
like uh, Charlotte, any metropolitan, you know, metropolitan area like Charlotte, uh, Atlanta, Tampa, Orlando. These are one percent areas. However, if you are in areas uh, like Montgomery or Huntsville, uh, specifically areas in Alabama, that I'm very I'm very sure of because I have experience in different areas of Alabama. That's when you want to start looking in two percent. So that means if the rents are going for. Let's say. Nine hundred dollars a month, because that's pretty feasible in Montgomery and Huntsville. Let's say the rents are going for nine hundred dollars a month. That means I need to buy the property all in. Rehab included at forty five thousand dollars, because now I have to get a bigger return on investment because of the name, because it's a much slower, more low, uh, low appreciation is happening. Um, lower inflation, uh, different, you know, different demographic of tenants that you're going to be dealing with. You may be dealing with tenants that may only be in the property for about a year and you keep swapping tenants every year with, re, you know, getting new leases. Um, where in areas like Atlanta and Orlando and Tampa, once you get a good tenant, you know, they're trying to be in there as long as they possibly can, because especially working with an individual landlord as opposed to a corporate landlord, corporate leases. Now you're dealing with uh, a lower chance that the rent is going to go up as much as it may uh, do when you're you know, staying in these apartment complexes with some type of corporate lease. So that's a lot of what people consider when it comes to renting. So two percent for areas with low appreciation. But if you're dealing with an area with high appreciation in areas that are very affluent, like uh, Alpharetta, again, Buckhead, Atlanta, uh, if we're talking about uh, Florida, Miami, these are areas where you might be able to be a little bit more lenient off that one percent rule and buy at the point five percent rule because it's what much more aggressive inventory is lower. So the, the chances of you finding a deal is already slim to none because of the competition out there. Uh, the amount of inventory that's available to you. So these are things that you want to consider when buying again, 1% in your, your average areas, right? 2% if you're in low appreciation, 0.5% if you were in high appreciation or very affluent areas, very rich, bougie areas that, you know, the rents are like people would, would pay whatever they need to pay just to rent in that area. Right. You in Miami, we're talking about Coral Gables, you know, in different areas like that. Uh, if you're in Houston, we're talking about the woodlands, you know, areas like that. If you're in Atlanta, again, we're talking about Buckhead, Alpharetta, Roswell. So keep it, keep an eye out for, you know, which areas do people, you know, spend a lot of time like downtown. These are going to be areas where you might be able to buy at the 0.5%. Um, but, you know, for the most part, be very wary on the neighborhood. That's why you want to start off with doing neighborhood analyzations because you want to see what you're dealing with first. You know, you want to see what the inventory is like. You want to see how many rentals are available versus, you know, how many homes are being for rent in a neighborhood. You want to see how many homes have sold versus how many homes are for sale in the area because supply and demand plays a huge part in this as well. So once you find that information, for you to get a good idea on what the rents look like in that area, I would highly suggest you guys checking out this software that we use in our business called Rentometer. Now, Rentometer does have a free version where you can get the averages, right? You can get an average idea of what rents are like in that neighborhood. They'll show you about four categories. They'll show you the tw uh, top 25 percentile. They'll show you the 75th percentile. They'll show you the average 
and then they'll show uh, show you the lowest 25 uh, 25th percentile. So they're going to show you those four categories. And I pretty much just kind of focus on the average uh, and give or take um, pretty much means plus or minus about five hundred dollars. So uh, I'll pretty much say if the average is twelve hundred, uh, not five hundred fifty dollars. So if it's twelve hundred, I'm going to go between eleven fifty and twelve fifty uh, for the rents. Uh, so with that being the case, Rentometer is a free software that you guys can use. If you would like to purchase it, you can, but I'm going to drop an affiliate link in the bot, uh, in the show notes so that you guys can have access to some discounts as far as if Rentometer is something that you want to purchase, because if you purchase it, you get these, uh, you get these credits where you can unlock the pro report and you can literally get a list of all the properties that are for rent in that neighborhood within a 0.5 mile radius. And that gives you very specific data on what's going on in that neighborhood because the the average could just be thrown off because you have one one house that's being for rent super low, super under the market or way over the market. Right. So that's where it can get dangerous, just kind of relying on averages. But if Rentometer is something that you guys would like to invest in, click the link in the show notes so that you can get information on what that looks like. I will have the affiliate link sent in there so that you guys can get your millionaire discount to Rentometer. And that you can start pulling those pro reports because those pro reports are very useful to get in very specific data and information uh, in a community or in a neighborhood. Now, again, I'm going to backtrack because I said it once. I'm going to say it twice and I'm going to say it a third time. But long term real estate creates the most millionaires more than any other industry and at the fastest rate. Real estate is generational wealth. That's literally what it is. Right. And there are other ways to create generational wealth, but nothing creates more millionaires, more generational wealth than real estate, especially long term real estate. Right. All wars known to man have been fought for the acquisition of land and resources like name a war that was like the the goal of the end of that war was not to conquer some type of land and gain some resources. So knowing that wars are literally fought over real estate. We got to understand, like they literally telling us what the priority should be. And if we want to live more passionate lives, we need to create, you know, assets. And the fastest way to build wealth and the fastest way to build assets is by investing into real estate. Because real estate is always going to be a thing. People always need a place to live. As long as there are people on this earth, there is real estate to be bought and sold. Because people need a place to live. People need have businesses that need to run out of a brick and mortar. So speaking on the commercial real estate. So guys, just understand what I'm trying to tell you. Right. And if you are considering rentals that are not local to you, it is strongly advised that you consider working with a property management company because the property management company is going to take a load off of your shoulder. Have you not stressing about How am I going to collect rent? How am I going to get to the property when things need to be resolved? Rely on a property management company that can take care of these things for you in a swift and professional manner, especially if that's not your forte. If you just want to, I'm all, I'm all for, you know, paying for peace of mind. If a property management company is going to give me the peace of mind that I pretty much just collect my rent and go about my business, that's worth it to me. So with that being the case, guys, even If local, right, even if you are local and you have a lot of properties, a lot of rental properties, then I would even still advise a property management 
uh, company. Now, if you're local and you're just getting started with one or two, hey, it's good to kind of figure these things out, figure out your own processes and systems. So that way, when it's time for you to hire a property manager or a property management company, you kind of already have systems in place and things that you already know you want them to do. And it's just better for you negotiating the services that you want them to provide because, you know, from experience of doing it yourself. So that's the pros and cons of, you know, hiring a property management company and doing it yourself is you kind of already have an idea for what you're looking for. If you've never done property management before in your life, it's kind of hard to make a basis or a judgment on a property management company as if they're good or a bad fit for you. So I would advise, you know, to start doing it yourself. Unless you're local, you know, I definitely don't say that you want to put that strain on yourself, but I don't even advise your first rental properties be anywhere but local anyway. So if you're getting started, make sure that you're local and you're investing in properties that are, you know, within a 45 minute drive from you somewhere that you can get to quick. Um, but if that's not ideal for you and that's not the case, then hiring a property management company is going to be ideal for you areas with low appreciation and not as affluent again guys you want to follow the two percent rule and that is going to be today's pro tip as always i'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show in this age of information in this age of technology you have more information available from your smartphone than what existed 50 years ago i literally just told you about a software that you can literally see the rents of every home that is for rent in a 0.5 well you can increase the mile, the, the radius, but in, let's just say in a 0.5 mile radius, you can look up and see any property that is for rent from that subject property. This is insane because you couldn't do this, let alone, you, you couldn't do this five years ago, let alone 50 years ago. So, you know, the question is, what are you going to do with this information that you're provided? Are you going to sit on it and are you going to talk about it or are you going to talk about it and apply it? Because that is the difference between the people who are mildly successful and the people who become wildly successful by applying information. As promised, here's your chance to win $500. And the rules are very simple. The first rule, follow the MDM underscore pod on Instagram. That's T-H-E-M-D-M underscore P-O-D on Instagram. Make sure that you tag three friends under any post. And the last step is to post your favorite episode episode with a screenshot or a video and tag the MDM underscore pod on Instagram. Once you do all three steps, confirmation will be sent and your name will be added to a raffle where the winners will be announced on February 1st. With that said, guys, just remember to keep focused, build momentum, and drive results so you can live abundantly. Hey, guys. So thanks to you all, the Million Dollar Mind podcast has went global. The number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now with huge support from the UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Tanzania, and of course, the United States. With this accomplishment, we are getting bigger and better than ever. Now that said, we are soon incorporating video production and YouTube platform to the show so you guys can witness the podcast in full effect. You can now become a supporter of the Million Dollar Mind podcast by visiting the link in the description below. Share your support with me via email and you will receive a free gift. Tis the season to give. Peace.